What's up, running crew? Ronnie here with uh, something I've never done before. This is unprecedented here, people. But look, it's Christmas. I'll give you a little something something. This is for anybody out there who might not be doing a whole lot on Christmas. But guess what? Today, you get to talk to me about the first half of Aqua Teen Hunger Forces. Have yourself a meaty little Christmas this is the entire episode as seen over on the Patreon. Now, this episode is from last Christmas. So this is December of 2022's Patreon episode. Over on the Patreon feed today, patrons are getting the second part to this, covering the second half of the album and my final thoughts on it. But you know what? Just thought I'd give it away here. So enjoy. If you like it, sign up to the Patreon. Why don't you? $5 and up gets you every exclusive episode. There's one every single month that we do over there. There's going to be more perks coming in 2024. That's patreon.com slash dancing is forbidden. Link in the description. Enjoy. This is a good dancing. Dancing is forbidden. Dancing is forbidden. Dancing is forbidden. Ho, 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 and no, I am not reacting to three separate photographs of myself. I'm telling you, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, well, first of all, as a retail worker, thank you. And second of all, I think that you will still be interested in this episode because today we are covering Have Yourself a Meaty Little Christmas, the 2009 Aqua Teen Hunger Force album. And again, it's a Christmas album. For me, I celebrate Christmas, but I'm not here for the Santa Claus. I'm not here for the Jesus. I'm here for the Stone Cold presents. That's all I want. And if you are listening to this, well, you've already given me a present. You are a patron. That's the best kind of present one person can give another person. So my Christmas, it's already popping, but I feel like, you know, we're about to get a lot more popping because I've heard exactly zero seconds of this album. You know, the past two Decembers, uh, a lot of you have reached out saying, oh, we should we should cover that. And uh, hey, we're doing it now. I'm excited to dive into this. So let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you my history with this thing called Christmas. Growing up, we always celebrated it, but we weren't really a religious family. Like I believed in Santa Claus and whatnot as a kid. And my mom would set up the tree and we'd decorate and stuff. But like we weren't this huge Christmas family, meaning that we never listened to Christmas music, for example. You know, we didn't go to church, so we never, you know, sang those songs there. I don't know. Does that happen at church? I don't know. Let me know. But, like, for example, when I started dating, uh, you know, my now wife, when I'd go to her house, and her family wasn't super religious, but they were more religious than mine, all of the month of December, in fact, I think after Thanksgiving, Hannah's mom would just put on Christmas music the entire time, and it was insane to me. And I just never really cared about Christmas music. And uh, maybe this will be the Christmas album I actually like. You know, on Twitter, Captain Buford said that he doesn't really like Christmas music either. He doesn't really, you know, he's not a big Christmas guy, but he likes this album because it's kind of making fun of these songs. So I'm excited for it. Uh, again, I've heard none of this. We'll see how it goes. You know, I, I figure I'll play the entire song. You'll hear me reacting to it, laughing to it. And then we'll talk about it on the other side. Maybe I'll pause and formulate some thoughts. I'm not just going to make this a fucking slop ass piece of shit. I'm going to try and make this good for you. But I've, you know, I, I, I tried to do a music podcast. This, this podcast is kind of my backdoor music podcast because we talk about music so much. 
But this will be my first time actually tackling music like this, so we'll see how it goes. And again, if my whole reaction scheme doesn't work out, then I will uh, do more research ahead of time. But I think we're going to have fun here. My plan is to go through about the first half of the album. We'll see how long this goes, because I'd like to save this for next year and uh, potentially the year after. Again, we'll see how long this goes. You know, I'm not trying to blow through this here because it's our only Aqua Teen Christmas album. But uh, I think we should jump into the history of this thing. How did this thing kind of come about? It was released November 3rd, 2009 on William Street Records. And this was available in some stores. I'm not entirely sure which stores. I would imagine like Hot Topic, maybe. Maybe Walmart. I don't know. But 2009, you know, the Aqua Teen movie just came out two years previous. So Aqua Teen was on a, was on a high. It's probably the biggest period the show ever had, maybe. I don't know. But it seemed like around this period, the, you know, the, the latter 2000s, they were really expanding and, and, and rather extending into all these other fields that they uh, have since not really messed with a whole lot. Anyways, as to how this album got made, I don't know. I'm not finding anything. So I'll reach out to Dave. If he responds, I'll put it here. If not, uh, it's a mystery. You know, were they approached to do it? Did, did they pitch it? Who knows? But let's move on to... First of all, let's talk about the album cover really quickly before I forget. It's pretty simple. It says Aqua Teen Hunger Force at the top. Have yourself a meaty little Christmas directly underneath that. That's written in green. And then we have Meatwad in the shape of a Christmas tree. And he is adorned with some string lights. And those lights are different colors. And the colors respond to popular Aqua Teen characters. So, for example, the purple light has Ur's face on it. The kind of orange light has Carl's face on it. The red light has Frylock's face. The white light has Shake's face. And then, of course, the green light has Ignignock's face. So those are the only characters, you know, the, the, the most main, the mainest of all characters of Aqua Teen. They are represented on this cover. Uh, I don't know if, do the Moon Knights show up? I guess we'll find out if, if they sing on this thing. But yeah, that's the album cover. It's, it's pretty minimalistic, but it gets the job done. So it's always good to see Meatwad in a, uh, a new shape. But okay, let's talk about who's actually on this record. So of course we have Dave Willis doing the voice of Meatwad, Carl, and I'm seeing Boxy Brown. I don't see... Actually, I already knew if the, the Moon Knight showed up. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, otherwise, we have Dana Snyder, of course, voice of Master Shake, Carrie Means, voice of Frylock. And then producing this bad boy, we have Sean Coleman and Dave Willis. Sean Coleman does a lot of sound for Adult Swim. He's done, you know, a ton of things on Aqua Teen. Uh, for example, he, you know, did the song Too Many Cooks. He also has acted on Aqua Teen a few times. He plays Paul, and he also plays a therapist on the show from time to time. Yeah, just, just a big Adult Swim sound guy. But you will notice not on this list is Matt Malero. I, I, I noticed that earlier. I was looking through the credits on this thing. No Matt Malero here. So I wonder what the story behind that is. Maybe he was just busy with something. Yeah, no Matt Malero means no er. I'm not seeing any Ignignoct credit here. It's possible Ignignoct's on the on the album. We'll see in a little bit. But uh, yeah, this thing, you know, I was like, oh, maybe did Matt at least help write the songs? But I'm not seeing him credited anywhere. I'm looking in the album notes, like the uh, the liner notes and such, and I am not seeing him anywhere. So I think Dave wrote all of this himself. So. Either, you know, again, it goes back to the history, like, were they approached to do this, or did, did he really have an idea, like, oh, we could do a whole Christmas album and pitched it himself. Who knows? Hopefully we'll get some answers on that. But yeah, this is really a Dave Willis, Sean Coleman joint. 
with uh, the voices of Dana Snyder and Carrie Means. And of course, there's a, a couple asterisks here and there. We will approach this on a song-by-song basis. I should shout out Drew Domini and Brian Mon for the album art on this one. Great art. The album was recorded at Doppler Studios in Atlanta, and the tracks were mastered by Glenn Schick mastering in Atlanta. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a local thing here. I like that. I like that they keep it in Atlanta, stay true to their roots. But otherwise, yeah, we'll be approaching this on a song-by-song basis. But all right, what do you say we get into it here? The first track on this bad boy is Feliz Navidad. Hello, America. Hello. It's me, bro. Aquatine Hunger Force. And I'm here to wish you a Merry Christmas. Tell me when to start, I'll know it. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Can we do it? Can we do it in English? Feliz Navidad. Prospero and Joy Felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero and Joy Felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. Okay, guys. Now we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna go with Meet Nabiwad. Meet Nabiwad. Nabiwad. Those are the new ones. I ain't doing that. See ya. Don't go nowhere. Get my ride home. Meet Nabiwad. There we go. That's it. Meet Navi One. And then we follow up with Chicken Quesadilla with the Mild Song. Chicken Quesadilla with the Mild Song. And a list of new lyrics, and we'll just follow those as we I wanna go. get me the steak burrito. There we go. I wanna get me the chicken so taco. I wanna get me the ground and nacho with the queso and the saddle. Let's get the cheese on that. Wow. I wanna get me the green cold fries. I wanna get the fried jalapenos on the side. I wanna get me the chocolate pudding pie with the queso in the saddle wall. I wanna get me the chicken combo meal. I wanna get me the volume meal deal. The volume meal deal is a steal with the queso and the saddle I wanna get me some extra chips. I wanna get me the beef rib tips. I wanna get me some cinnamon grips with the queso and the soda water. Guac, guys, guac. All right, we're gonna go through it one more time. Let's make sure that you got all your. Hey guys, break it up now. We will do it until we get it right. Thought I heard Tonto in there. Yeah, I like that show too. Kimo Sabe. <laughs> All right, so that's a really, really fun. That's a really good start. So, of course, the boys are covering Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. That song originally came out in 1970, and Jose he is a uh, he is Puerto Rican, and he's also kind of a hunk at this period. When I look at this album cover here, and Jose being one of the few people I suspect, like of all time with a big Christmas song that is still alive, since a lot of these Christmas songs were written in the 1800s or the 1900s, or even earlier than that. But this song is pretty contemporary, so Jose, he's still with us. And uh, let's give the original a listen. Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas 
I remember my earliest recollection of hearing this song was as a kid in the back seat. I think my grandma was driving, and I just thought this was the coolest fucking song that I ever heard. I don't know why. It just it just sounds cool. But I guess Jose, he wrote it. He was away from his family. He was missing him. It's kind of a sad song. But because Jose is still with us, actually, he didn't give up on this number. In 2015, he teamed up with Jules Holland, uh, a pianist who who has his own like concert series, and they re-recorded this song, but in a cool kind of ska style. Let me play some for you. And in case you were wondering, Jose, he's graduated from hunk to G-Pilf. Grandpa, I'd like to fuck the highest level of sexual ascension one can achieve. And we all hope to be there one day as well. So, all right. Feliz Navidad is a certified hood classic. I've always liked it, but maybe I like this Aqua Teen version a little bit more. We have Meatwad kind of as the uh, band leader here. And of course, it just seems like a lot of the characters are kind of ad-libbing, specifically Shake. And then we have Carl kind of changing some stuff up as well. But on music on that one is actually Mariachi Vallarta, which is an Atlanta mariachi group. So they brought in this local group to to sing, do the you know Hispanic singer sections and, and do the music and whatnot. They are credited on Arranged and Performed by. So that's the group name. Um, I wonder if they're still around. I enjoy how the song kind of goes off and they're just like talking about Mexican food or something. Just going on and on about this. Very fun. Very fun direction. Of course, I heard Carrie Means in there as Frylock, but I didn't really notice anything by him, which I'm expecting that to kind of be the case here. In fact, I'm kind of surprised that Carrie is even on this thing because of how much it seems like he is discluded from these kinds of other projects, these tertiary Aqua Teen projects. But I'm glad he's here, and hopefully uh, throughout the album, he gets a little bit more a little bit more face time. And I remember hearing in an interview, he was talking about when he first heard they were doing an album, he didn't know what kind of album it was, so he's all excited, because Carrie Means, he's a trained singer. Uh, I think that's what he went to school for. And he starts writing like these raps and all this music. He's excited to, to make this Aqua Teen album and it turns out it's a Christmas album and he didn't get to write any of it really. So uh, a bit of a bummer there. But again, I'm excited to see what he has to add to this. But yeah, that's all there is for this one. I feel like they, they start off pretty, pretty true to the song. And then again, it just devolves into uh, just a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of Mexican fast food kind of talk. Oh, if I could say, because, of course, I work in retail. I work at Target. And my store historically never played music, but we remodeled last year, and now we play music. So, of course, I'm hearing all the Christmas hits, but they're playing a lot of of Spanish Christmas songs, and I'm liking it. Uh, for some reason, English Christmas songs I don't care too much about, but if you sing the exact same song in Spanish... I guess I could ignore it's, that it's even a Christmas song. But okay, let's move on to our next song, Hark, the Herald Angels Rap. Let's give it a listen. Hark, 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 hark,
I was blowing up the mic there. <laughs> Boxy Brown in the house, y'all. Get them hands up. Get them hands up. Here we go now. Oh, come on now. I'm Boxy Brown, MC, chilling under the tree. Got a present in my tummy for M-E-A-T. Ooh, a present for me. It's a U-C-D. I don't like the band Creed. Oh, it ain't Creed, see? It's a solo LP from my man Scott Scott. He's a dude that sings lead. Do you have the receipt? Now I got it for free, for promotions only. Now I got a gift wrapped about the baby J.C. Up in Valhalla, the angels all holler. Lighting up the sky like night is the Apollo. A GPS quest so the wise men can follow, though she never knocked the boots with a groove. Fruit of the womb, God's only son, I'ma shoot with a boom. No room in the end, cause the color of his skin shared a non-spoken twin with a donkey. And it's just like a honky to freeze out the black man. Crackers like the crack man. Where's this coming from? Crackers <laughs> like to crack. This is a family dual tied album. I didn't want to turn it into a race thing. Jesus was a strong, proud black man, and I will not be quiet about that. Yeah, well, he didn't look like that in the Jesus sour cream and onion potato chip I bought on eBay. Oh, oh, oh I get it. Jesus can't look like Denzel. No, I didn't say Jesus that. Jesus got to look like Willie Nelson so the man can feel good about his holiday. No, I, I didn't say no, that. No, didn't... Jesus got to look like some black crow's lead singing mother. Okay, okay, Boxy. You know what, maybe we should go back to the original lyrics. I'm not sure giving it a hip twist for a younger crowd is working here. That's fine. We'll shut that down. What? Okay, newborn is the lyric. I speak my mind. <laughs> okay, so we had Boxy Brown showing up there. In my opinion, doesn't sound a whole lot like Boxy Brown. Now it is Dave Willis. We saw him credited, but uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really give me Boxy Brown vibes. But that's just me. Uh, of course, this is a fun play on Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is a Christmas carol written in 1739. The text by Charles Wesley, and it was adapted by George Whitefield and others, is based on Luke 2.14. We're getting to all sorts of Bible stuff here, I don't understand, but uh, Luke 2.14 is glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Isn't that nice? Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful all ye. 
there was a 1938 rendition of Hark the Herald Angels Sing by Kenny Baker with, you can't forget this guy, this rapscallion, Eddie Dunstedter. <laughs> Dunstedter, something like that. Good old Ed on the organ, can't go wrong with him. But yeah, of course, in, in this Aqua Teen rendition, they sing it kind of faithfully to the song at parts, but there is a lot of hip-hop beats, like really throwing back to 80s hip-hop. And that that part is like all original by Sean Coleman. And I like how you hear Meatwaddy is like, give me that beat, Sean. You know, I, I have to imagine most people probably didn't know who that was unless they looked in the credits on the CD. But very, very fun song here. A lot going on. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing all of the lyrics written down, so I can't easily look at all of them. But it's okay. Uh, there's a, one thing I want to talk about is uh, Boxy Brown is giving a used CD to Meatwad. And Meatwad's like, I don't really like Creed, but it's actually a Scott Stapp solo album. Scott Stapp being the singer from Creed. We've talked about them on the podcast before. But looking up uh, Scott Stapp's, like, his his career, the album would be 2005's The Great Divide because his other solo albums came out after this Aqua Teen album did. And The Great Divide was released November 22nd, 2005. And it actually did very well. It, it it charted relatively highly, and it went like platinum or some shit. So congratulations here. The album came about after the original breakup of Creed and Stapp's collaboration on the original songs inspired by Mel Gibson's 2004 film, The Passion of the Christ. Again, Creed, Scott Stapp, it's all kind of religious music, but it's not Christmas music. But uh, this is really cool. I like the way that they, you know, they really... Uh, come out of left field, dropping right into Hark the Herald Angels Sing from that hip-hop beat. I really like that. But yeah, a lot of black and f- a lot of back and forth. I, I said black and forth there because I was going to say, you know, Boxy Brown, he, he starts making this about, about race issues, which I like. You know, he gets into, you know, Jesus uh, wouldn't have been a white guy for some reason. People like to imagine him as so. But Miwadi, you know, he kind of explains, like, look, man, this is kind of a family thing. We can't get too much into this, but... But Boxy Brown with the uh, the Nubian King. So Hark the Herald Angels rap. I like this one. And in fact, uh, maybe I like it more than Feliz Navidad on the CD so far. So, so far, this is my favorite song that we've heard. Hark the Herald Angels rap. Just very fun, very creative. Feliz Navidad was fun, but it was also kind of cheap, really. This one took a lot more creativity. So I'm excited to see, you know, we're two tracks deep. and We already have kind of two different kinds of humor. So excited to see where it keeps going. I'm seeing next we have Jingle Bells Deep. And the lyrics on this one are actually by Dana Snyder. So excited for it. Let's give it a listen. All right, gentlemen. This is my big solo. I want to take it nice and easy. Don't be afraid to swing it and follow me for the counts. Ho one. Ho two. Ho one. Two. Three. What? Hold on a minute. <laughs> big old bell. You start on four. Dang it. But what it is to ride with mom inside a car. Jingle balls, where's the lyric sheet? I am. Take that sled through the snow and kiss your grandma on the face. One day I made a pot and also made a cake. Let's go with grandma through the snow and the sled. Take it place. Up and down the way. Good for things I like that down about. <laughs> What the hell was that? I'm laughing out of the world. I was supposed to laugh out of the world. What are you even doing here? This is a solo piece. I was asked to come here and provide laughter out of the world. You're going to be <laughs> laughing 
when I'm wiping your poop off of my shoe from kicking you straight in your a-hole. <laughs> Jingle bells! Hello! Jingle bells! Ha 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 ha. up! Alright, that was good for levels. Let's just uh, let's do one more. And... No, I'm pretty happy with that one. The piano was a little hot, right? No, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Just double the volume of my voice. You sure you don't want to do one more? No, no, I need these in stars immediately. I'm out! <laughs> was, there, was there an overmodulation on the piano? Come on! Bye-bye. <laughs> an overmodulation on the piano. Miwa's getting technical here. That was really funny. I really like that. <laughs> the music was fucking hilarious on its own. It was just way too fast. And yeah, I am sure that Dana Snyder here was just winging it, just going for it. Very funny. I mean... Can never can never go wrong with some some freeform Dana Snyder. Of course, Meatwad pops in to kind of uh, wrap this whole thing up. I have to wonder. I assume that Sean Coleman coming in saying like, "All right, that's good for the levels. Let's let's like actually record it now." I assume that was Sean Coleman, and I have to wonder if that was like real. Like, were they really just getting levels? And then Dana Snyder was like, no, that's it. That's what we're using. Or they just decided to use it. Or was that like the idea for the skit the entire time? These are the questions that uh, that keep me up at night. Also, the questions I should have answers to. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't. But let's talk a little bit about Jingle Bells really quickly. Of course, one of the most popular Christmas songs. It was composed by James Lord Piermont. Uh, he he was the lyricist as well, and it was published September 16th, 1857. And the original title on this one is actually the One Horse Open Sleigh, but now we just call it Jingle Bells because, like, you know, hey, that's more identifiable. Kind of like my favorite band, the Smashing Pumpkins. They have a popular song called Bullet with Butterfly Wings, but most people just call it World is a Vampire or rat in a cage because those are both uh very popular lyrics from the song so uh i'm sure you know billy corgan can relate to this uh, the song was actually first recorded in 1889 on an edison cylinder this recording believed to be the first christmas record is lost but an 1898 recording also from edison records survives Anybody who says music was better in the past is a fucking moron because that was one of the worst things I ever heard. Uh, it sounded like aliens trying to sing <laughs> Jingle Bells. And I don't mean like because the voice is kind of fucked up because of the recording. I understand that. I just mean like they're so monotonous. They're just like, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but yeah, luckily, 120 years later, don't worry about it. 120 years later, the Aqua Teens, they did it better. That's all that matters. So that's it for that one. That is Jingle Bells Deep. I still like Hark the Herald Angels rap better. Let's see if our next song can dethrone the king. We have Santa left a booger in my stocking. Hey, look, everybody. It's anti-records recording artist Nico Case. Hey, Meatwad. Yeah, hey. What you doing in my house, girl? Well, well, you invited me. We're friends, Meatwad, remember? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. You ain't no cop, are you? Because you're supposed to say if you is. No, I'm not a cop. Oh, good. Nico, I'm glad you're here. Let's you and me sing a song about the best Christmas gift of all. The 
one that comes from deep within, from the nose region specifically. <laughs> Santa left the burger in my stocking. <laughs> Santa left the smear of Christmas cheer. Santa looks white and white and left me some ripe. I knew I'd been a good boy this year. Meet what someone left a booger in your stocking <laughs> But I don't think that they meant it as a gift I really think the issue was they couldn't find the tissue And they used your stocking as a handkerchief No, it was Santa who left a booger in my stocking in your case And he made sure it was Christmas bright and green Took his mitten off and shoved his finger up the burger trough And brought a gift down his nose chimney Meet what you leave boogers everywhere Under tabletops <laughs> and chairs You left Santa some snacks Three boogers and earwax You strung boogers round the tree With bows on boogers underneath And on the back door by the porch You left a booger Are you saying I might have left a booger in my own stocking? Well, <laughs> case, that just don't make no sense. Every time I pick a winner, I make that winner dinner, and I digest all the everything. <laughs> no, it was Santa Claus left a booger in my stocking. Stop, guys, stop. Close his mouth. Stop. What? What happened? It's not Santa's booger meat wad. What? I'm sorry, buddy. It's it's not Santa's booger. Well, shoot, Nico. I, I know that. You do? Yeah. Santa don't make his own boogers. He's an elf booger. See, in his workshop up in the North Pole, they grow boogers in the elf noses. And Santa just picks them and distributes. He's a middleman. <laughs> I just didn't want to complicate things for the listener. I, I know how the operation works, so. <laughs> so we do it. You do the song the way, the way I wrote it. <clears throat> okay, Santa left a booger in your stocking. I'm glad that we can finally agree Shove the finger in his nose And put out a nugget of gold For me to complete my snatchivity <laughs> Santa must have had a cold Cause he blew out 24 carat gold For me to complete my snatchivity Alright, so you want you some eggnog, Nico? Is that nutmeg? Ah, uh, nose milk. <laughs> Boogie. Thank you, no. So that song was actually really beautiful. I actually really enjoyed that. Of course, it's funny. Uh, there's a lot of great comedic elements in there, but just the music itself was very pretty. This, uh, to my understanding, is an original song. Like, I don't recognize this as a as an established Christmas song. In fact, in the liner notes, it says that the music here was written by Dave Willis. Now, that doesn't mean that he was, like, the performer on it, but I guess he kind of came up with this came up with the lyrics, the dialogue, and the uh, chord progressions and whatnot. And of course, we have Nico Case, courtesy of Anti Records. And Nico is a vocalist for the New Pornographers, which is an indie rock band.
Dave Willis being a certified indie head, it is no surprise that he got some sort of indie rock cred on this CD with Nico Case. And on pedal steel, we have Christopher Dale. Pedal steel, an instrument I've always loved, the steel guitar. Um, my dad, I've talked about, he was in a country band, and for a period they had a, a, a pedal steel player, and it's just such a beautiful instrument. I love to buy one and learn how to play it, but I think they're really expensive, but uh, they can make such a sad sound. It's so pretty. But yeah, we got Christopher on here. Uh, on Discogs, I'm seeing this is his only published performance, unless he was re- going under a different name here. I don't know what the deal is, but... Back to Nico really quickly, as per the liner notes. She was recorded by Phil Palazzolo at Seaside Lounge Recording Studios in Brooklyn, New York. So uh, I assume that Dave went out there to record with her, or maybe they did this remotely. Who knows? But yeah, she did not come down to Atlanta for this. Yeah, man, like that's that's crazy. Like the music itself was just so great. I really, really enjoyed that song. But also, you know, meet Wad, he's all like, oh, well, I got a booger in my stocking. And then, of course, we have to, uh, you know, Nico has to explain to him that, no, you leave boogers everywhere. In fact, you are the one who left that booger <laughs> in that stocking. And it's so gross. He left out boogers and earwax for Santa instead of milk and cookies. I wonder if Frylock has actually eaten that. I can't imagine he is. But OK, that was Santa left a booger in my stocking. That's my new favorite, I think. I really like that song. It's, again, it's such a such a well-written song. Even besides like the joking aspect, this sounds sounds so nice. So our next track is I'll Be Home for Christmas. I'll be home <laughs> for Christmas Watching PapaJohns.com <laughs> Florida State leads by 28. So why is Rutgers attempting a field goal? It's fourth and 17. You gotta go for it, then you get the onside kick. Christmas Eve will find me. Rocking out to sticks <laughs> as I flog my knob to the J. Crew catalog. <laughs> Cause the video store closed at six. I'll be home. Yeah. 
it's almost strange to hear Carl singing like like expressing any sort of emotion other than anger in a way it's so kind of bizarre to me that obviously what he the lyrics he's singing aren't particularly sentimental but him even sounding sentimental in this way is almost jarring to me but but i'm glad i found this song this will be the song for me this christmas because it's looking like i'm going to be alone this christmas cuz my wife is going to visit her her family like her mom and her and her brother and and all of them but i can't go because long story short our our cats who are sisters they are littermates been together seven and a half plus years they decided suddenly they want to fight each other and can't be left alone uh basically uh, my assumption is they saw an outside cat and it kind of set them off so been dealing with that the past two months that has not been fun but uh because of that i can't go with to christmas if my wife ends up going it's kind of supposed to blizzard around then so we'll see but if, if she does go then i'll have this song to uh to jack off to i'll jack off to this song while carl jacks off the porn perfect song in my life a great song I'm, I'm glad that carl got a moment like this but let's talk really quickly about the song this is based off of this is based off the song i'll be home for christmas which was recorded in 1943 by bing crosby although it was it was uh written by kim gannon and composed by walter kent but again, yeah, uh, recorded by the the famous Bing Crosby in 1943. Let's give it a listen. I'll be home. All right, you get the idea. The song is so fucking boring. It sounds like it's supposed to be creepy, and I just don't like it. To me, this is like the kind of Christmas music I just don't give a shit about. That's why I'm only playing two seconds of it. Uh, you heard it. Carl did it way better. I stand by this completely. I like in the Carl version, they start to rock out. They wake us up from the fucking sleep that the song puts us into. But Carl, he puts his own spin on it. There is reference to Florida State versus Rutgers. I tried to look into this. I'm like, was this a specific game he was talking about? Can I find this game? But I don't know how to read football stats and shit. So uh, there's no way I'm figuring that out. But Carl does talk about the rock band Sticks. But we'll try. I'm just finding out now that Styx is a Chicago band. I did not know that they were from my home state of Illinois. Very surprising there. Looking them up on RateYourMusic.com, these guys are like not that well received here. And now, of course, this is just one website with one user base. But I'm for some reason, I thought Styx were more important than they really are. Um, I don't know. I guess they're still pretty important, but... Uh, I only really know two songs of theirs. This, uh, the one that I played, "Come Sail Away," and then "Mr. Roboto," which is off of their worst-rated album, "Killjoy," was here, which was like a synthy kind of, kind of strange thing. But you know, whatever. I'll try and listen to it at some point. I'll make my own goddamn decisions. Thank you very much. But yeah, that's a little bit about Sticks, Chicago band that uh, I guess uh, aren't as important as I thought they were. There you go. As for the credits on on this song on the Aqua Teen CD, on drums we have. Greg Jackosits, and uh, again, this is his only credited performance, at least on Discogs, in terms of like published, sold music. 
And then on everything else, we actually have Michael Kohler here. And Michael Kohler, similar to Sean Coleman, he's just one of those Adult Swim audio guys. He's had his hand in everything Adult Swim. He is also behind too many cooks, but he's done a, a billion things on Aqua Teen. And, you know, like Sean Coleman, still involved in Aqua Teen up till this day. So, yeah, we had Michael Kohler taking over on this one. And with Michael Kohler comes his studio, Blue Tube, which is also in Atlanta. So that's where they did this one. Michael Kohler doing all the instruments, do the production over at Blue Tube in Atlanta. So uh, moving on with our song. Yeah, it's all about Carl. You know, he's going to be cranking Motley Crue as well. I'll spare you some crew. Uh, maybe they'll come up later on in the show. We could talk about them then. But yeah, Carl's going to be polishing his horn, throwing back some brewskis, watching football, and checking out the J. Crew catalog. Fun song. I liked it. Good Carl pick. Let's move on to our next one. Twas the night before Jesus. In the town of Nazarene, an angel has appeared to Mary and Joseph and told them of the birth of a child. And he shall be the son of God. And lo, Joseph said, Hey, man, that's whatever, man. Because he knew that God controlled thunder and disease like cancer and herpes. <laughs> so Joseph and Mary rode a donkey into the hills of Galilee to Bethlehem so she could give birth in the barn because that makes sense to hippies who don't wash and think it's not right to lay in straw and sit next to goats. It ain't. And lo, the Son of God was born on that day. And the angels knew it was so, because the baby already looked godly with the long gray beard, which babies don't have. Also, <laughs> the baby could probably shoot laser beams from his diaper. <laughs> I'm not saying that happened, but lo, I'm not saying it didn't happen. But it probably happened. And his parents were killed by Voldemort, and he knew he had to go to <laughs> wizard college. Hey. And they all joined a crazy race called a wait, cannibal wait, wait. run. This story is important, Shay. I know. So don't mess it up, okay? I'm just setting the scene. I'm building the characters. And lo, far away in the east, the far wise men saw a new star <laughs> shining high in the sky. What could it be? A UFO? Maybe it's just a weather balloon. Let me look at it, Charlie. Whoa! Why, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed... Rudolph ain't in this story. Stop making up stuff. <laughs> Fine, I'll go back to your stupid, boring version that nobody cares about. And then the wise men came, bearing gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, because the king of the Jews apparently was not registered anywhere. <laughs> and they figured, we're going to give the baby spice to play with. <laughs> Here, Jesus, why don't you suck on this paprika stick? Do you like ground cumin, baby? Well, let's use this in place of talc and rub it on your privates. You're treading on some pretty thin uh, ice, Shane. I'm just saying, they're wise men, and I do not consider it wise to give spice to a baby. I won't be one of them easy-bake ovens where you can make real cupcakes. As do I. <laughs> But the magic baby was not to receive an easy-bake oven on that day. 
not with Perplexo. And an evil Delutatron. Planning a laser assault on Bethlehem. Just tell the story like you're supposed to be told. All right. We created Perplexo as a composite character to take the place of King Herod and David and Goliath and most of Santa's elves. I envision Perplexo as half man, half 18-wheeler semi-truck. Wrap it up, Shake, because this is making me very angry. But the baby's about to lock horns with Perplexo and the evil Delutatrons. Were you not listening? Wrap it up. Fine. I will leave that for Twas the Night Before Jesus 2. Avenge the Revengeful. On the teaser poster, it's just going to say TTNBJ2ATR. Because <laughs> that's Hollywood style. Shake! Fine. And after Mary was done having the magic baby, Joseph got her to get up and cook for everyone, even the farm animals, because that's what women are supposed to do. And so this Christmas, I hope you choke on your spoon-fed baby mush story because that's apparently what you crave, you stupid listener. So I took liberties. Excuse me, because I'm an artist delivering truth to your ears. You know what? You don't deserve my remake. Why don't you go to hell this Christmas? And God bless us, everyone. Yeah, right. Screw off. Amen. Okay, so wow, not really a song this one, more just Shake kind of telling us the story of Jesus, taking a few artistic liberties in the process. Of course, we hear Frylock coming in and telling him to knock it off. Meatwad chirps in as well to to make some commentary. I don't really know how to approach this because this is basically just a story that Shake is coming up with. And of course, we do have Schooly D coming in at the end. I'm glad they could get him on this. Now, I had never heard this before, but I did see the the credits on it. And so I knew Schooly D was coming, and I, you know, I figured he would be on the entire track. But I'm listening and listening and listening. I'm like, where's Schooly coming? Where's he coming in? And at the very end, there we had some sort of a Christmas rap from Schooly D. Uh, Shake touching on something I thought was interesting: the fact that baby Jesus, he was brought some spices. That was like one of his gifts, which I, you know, it's like nowadays. Yeah, big whoop. Whoopty damn doo-doo. It's some spices. Who gives a shit? But we have to realize back in those times, spices were pretty, uh, you know, they were pretty hard to come by. That was actually a decent gift back in the day. Now, for a baby, I don't know. I mean, I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that out. That's still with the jury. But look, I'm, I'm a bit of a baby expert here. I work at Target. I work in the baby department, and I don't see any spices there. That's all I'm saying about that. Okay, so let me look up these three gifts that were brought to baby Jesus here. We had gold. I get that. Not a bad gift. Even today, gold still stands. I'm giving that two thumbs up. Uh, that gold that he was given is probably worth more now than it was then. So so congrats on that. Uh, gold is supposed to be a symbol of kingship on earth. The gift of gold was a king's gift, and Christ is our king. All right, makes sense. Let's move on here. Frankincense. Hold on. All right, we got we got a we got to stop in our tracks here. I don't know what frankincense is, so let me look this up here. Frankincense is a hardened gum-like material resin that comes from the trunk of a boswellia tree. People use its oil on the skin and in aromatherapy. Frankincense oil seems to kill some types of bacteria and fungi, yeasts. It is commonly used as a fragrance in soaps, lotions, and perfumes. Okay. 
Uh, what does that represent here? Let's see. Uh, I'm looking this up. I just typed in what do the three gifts mean. You, you don't give a shit. Uh, this person says, um, frankincense is a symbol of deity. Frankincense was a worthy gift for Christ since he was the anointed one who deserves our worship. <sighs> I say that's not a very good gift. I don't know. I guess maybe back in those times you had like bacteriums all over you. You got to kill those suckers. They didn't really have... Uh, all the all the medicines that we are spoiled with today. So frankincense, nowadays, I'm giving that two thumbs down. But, but, back then, I'll give it, I'll give it one thumbs up. Not too bad of a gift. Last but not least, we had, is it Murr? I think that's how you pronounce it. Like the guy from Impractical Jokers. Murr. First of all, what is that? I can't even, I can't even talk more about this. What the fuck is Murr? Let's see. Murr is a sap-like substance. Res- more resin. That comes out of cuts in the bark of certain trees. Myrrh is used for problems in the stomach and intestines, congestion. Okay, so this guy kind of copied the guy who brought frankincense. Uh, but this comment says, Myrrh is a symbol of death. That's a horrible gift for a baby. Uh, Myrrh was a prophetic gift because Jesus would die for the sins of the world. True. However, first of all, this guy copied whoever brought the frankincense. Second of all... Uh, I mean, you could assume that that baby was going to die at some point, right? We all die eventually, so uh, I, I think that this is an overrated gift. I'm giving this two thumbs down now and back when Jesus was born because this is just a copycat. Uh, get more original with it. There's plenty of other items that this person could have got. So that's my take on the three gifts. I apologize to any religious scholars out there. I'm sure everything I just said is already in the uh, you know contemporary texts about this. I think the thing we learned here is gold. You can't go wrong with it. It's the Stone Cold Classic. You could still be giving gold today. People have got a big smile on their face. And nowadays, what is the modern equivalent of gold? It's gift card. Okay, simple enough. Give someone a gift card. Don't give them this other junk unless they're really big into cooking or they happen to get lots of like bacteriums on them and infections that they need special stuff for. But okay, let's move on because I don't even know how to approach what shake... <laughs> What Shake just dropped on us there. Of course, while that is Dana Snyder voicing Shake, I need to point out that is Dave Willis on the lyrics. Dave Willis wrote all that out. Although, who knows? I'm sure I'm sure Dana Snyder, he may, maybe ad-libbed a few things. But yeah, written by Dave Willis. Let's move on. We've got our final track here, the final song we're going to discuss in this year's episode. We will tackle the rest next year. We have Frosty the Red-Nosed Snowman. <laughs> Frosty the red-nosed snowman had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, he had a tomato up there or something. But he ain't never seen it, cause he got two eyes made out of cold. There's children know, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. They used to laugh and call him names. And never play the reindeer games. <laughs> they want foggy Christmas Eve. Rudolph came to say. Like a light bulb. Frosty with your nose so bright. Won't you drive the Batmobile? <laughs> then there must have been some magic in this chocolate hat. Just that. Like a light bulb. Because <laughs> when he placed it on his head. Won't you take me to Frosty Town? Won't you take me to Frosty Town? <laughs> you go down in here. Stop. 
two door in history. Is it over when I do not like a light bulb part? <laughs> so now I, I finally want to address this, and maybe I should have saved this for part two. But holy shit, man. I don't know how Dave Willis can sing this like Meatwad. And, and this isn't the first time I've heard him singing as Meatwad outside of Aqua Teen, like the, the show proper, because for the 2007 film, they had the song Misfits and Mistakes on the soundtrack which is an indie song, and Dave Willis did a version where he sang it as Meatwad, and he's hitting these just really high notes, and it just blows my mind. Like, singing, you know, that in key to begin with is already a a skill, but then to do it as a character, to do it with this weird voice is just nuts to me. It's such a shame, I think, that, like, Matt Malero doesn't have traditional albums, Dave Willis doesn't sing, to my knowledge, on, like, traditional things, because these guys obviously both have the capability. But all right, I'll stop gushing. Let's talk a little bit about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the song that this is, like, based off of. Of course, there is mention, though, of Frosty the Snowman. So back to Rudolph really quickly. The song was written by Johnny Marks in 1949. At least that's when it was published, January 12th, 1949. Uh, Old Johnny Marks here missing the date, man. You put it out, like, a, a couple weeks after Christmas? What are you doing here? But yeah, he put that out... And let me play you the 1949 version as sung by Gene Autry. This is the original version, the OG. Let's give it a little listen. The most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. I wonder if these kinds of songs have ever inspired anybody to be like, like, you know, let's like Matt Malero grew up listening to Van Halen. He wanted to play the guitar like Van Halen. Did anybody listen to these songs and be like, God damn it. I really want to play the sleigh bells in like an orchestra or something. Get me on them bells. I'm, I'm sure at least one person's been inspired by songs like these. But yes, that is the first recording of Rudolph, which went on to be a super smash hit. And then... Uh, After that, I assume, because a year later, Frosty the Snowman was published by different writers, but sang again by Gene Autry. But I feel like these other guys, Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson, kind of ripped off Johnny Marks because Frosty the Snowman is pretty goddamn similar to Rudolph in the melodies and everything. That's my opinion, at least. I was actually sitting here for like two minutes like, wait a second, which song is which? Because in my head, the melodies are so fucking similar. But uh, yeah, Meatwad's kind of mashing both of them up, as he should. He's saving us time. It's basically the same fucking thing. Just throw it all together, Meatwad. Do your thing. You know, Meatwad, he's, he's ground together meat. He's just grinding together some songs here, some Christmas songs about these anthropomorphized creatures. So why not? Onto the production of the song really quickly, though. We have Eddie Horst playing the piano there, doing the arrangement. And if Eddie Horst sounds familiar to you, well, he should, because we talked about him. He had a hand in the Groovy Time for a Movie Time song. He helped them kind of arrange that and helped with the recording of that song. And unfortunately, Eddie, you know, he passed away on November 11th, 2010 in Atlanta. So so that's sad, of course. But I'm glad they were able to get him involved here. Eddie also, he did some stuff on Brack Show as well as Space Ghost Coast to Coast. You know, this early Adult Swim era, Eddie Horst was the man for that. But yeah, just a bummer that he's that he's gone. He also worked with like Pearl Jam, Train, and Bruce Springsteen, I'm seeing. So Eddie, he was a busy guy. But he killed it on this. I loved the piano here. 
And it's almost it's almost a shame on some of these songs because the music is so nice, and then to have these Aqua Teen characters over it. Of course, I love it. I know you love it, but it's like <laughs> it's like this could have been maybe a little bit bigger without without this. They should have uh, released a version without the Aqua Teen singing on it, and they could have made some real fucking money. And also, I love when Meatwad just starts going in to Funky Town <laughs> out of nowhere. Just fun. Just a great, great rendition of these two songs mashed up because, hey, why not? Who's got time for two separate songs these days? But all right, that is it for my coverage of the first half of Have Yourself a Meaty Little Christmas. Before I say goodbye, I want to mention that looking this up online to try and find a CD copy looks like they're kind of hard to come by. I'm only seeing one listed on Discogs for $200, which is absolutely crazy. Of course, the highest anybody has actually bought it for on Discogs is $60. Uh, Still really high, especially for a CD, but yeah, don't go paying $200 for that. It looks like it last sold for $30 on Discogs, so a bit more reasonable for an out-of-print CD like this. Maybe next year the situations will change. Maybe it'll be easier to get next year. Guess we'll have to meet up and find out. But overall, I am enjoying this first half of the CD more than I thought I would. I'm actually really impressed by the mix of content here. So first of all, we have mostly songs, really, like traditional songs, but we have a cool mashup of originals as well as parodies of established Christmas songs. So that was a surprise to me. But then, you know, there's something like Twas the Night Before Jesus, where it's not even really a song until the very end. It's just kind of the characters being the characters and it's just more Aqua Teen content in, in a way that we would be familiar with it. Like that whole rant that Shake had could fit in an Aqua Teen episode. So I'm actually really impressed with this. I'm liking it a lot. I'm excited to check out the rest of it. And throughout the year, I'll be keeping my peepers out to see if I can snag any cheap copies of this CD. Because definitely something you'll want in your collection. I am seeing the error of my ways waiting so long to listen to this. But uh, it definitely is not a disappointment. And I'll see you this time next year to talk about this. Thank you for supporting the podcast this past year. It's been absolutely crazy, of course, with Dave Willis, Matt Malero, Jay Edwards, and MC Chris. Nick Gibbons on the show. It's been nuts. And just so many things have happened this year. Been absolutely wild. I do want to get back in your ear holes on this feed before 2023 to get you that uh, special features coverage. But if that is not out before the first, it will be out very shortly at the beginning of January. So apologies on that. You know, I wanted to get that out way sooner. But then the Matt Malero interview came up and and now I'm, I'm working on a uh, YouTube video with Zero Omens, the guy who did the iceberg video he's making a new one so i'm helping him with that so just apologies there but i mean you're all cool as hell and understanding you all know i'm just one little guy doing my best so hey here's to next year hopefully uh it's even bigger than this year and until then enjoy your holidays or don't if you don't celebrate any of them just have a good time just party and drink a brewski for me Take it easy. Stay warm. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And let me shout out the number one in the Hood G tier patrons. If you don't mind, these bad boys. I'm going to give a shout out to Sean, Ian, Captain Buford, Brian, Robison, and Reverend Raven 46. You guys can rub spices on my genitals any day of the week. I'll see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>